Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Friday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We are bringing you another season preview. It's time to talk Virginia Tech. Mac, I wore something that I guess is a little somewhat Virginia Tech. You have no respect for the Hokies with your blue shirt. If you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, you should be watching us on YouTube because if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you wouldn't know that I am wearing a somewhat hokey color. It's really just kind of pink. <laughs> sweatshirt and Mac's wearing a blue shirt. But Mac, hello. I know you've been so busy on the road with ACC Network's preview shows. You guys look like you've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, it's it's been tough jet setting around oh, the conference so and flying all I'm joking. I've been driving a lot, but it's been fun. You know, it's it's good to to just be able to, to be that close and to be able to drive to some of these great schools. I drove to Duke, uh, which I guess I'm channeling today and then the coastal for the last time. Uh, in Carolina, what was yesterday? Um, and then first one flew down to Tallahassee. So it's been so fun. Uh, th- th- these are truly some of the most fun times just because you get to sit down, you get to be with these staffs, these players in, in a relaxed environment. It's at their house um, and just get to talk a little football. And ironically, the way that this thing has shaped up the ACC Network tonight, 7 p.m., we're with the Hokies. And so Eddie Royal, Kelsey Riggs, Mark Packer, uh, they're all with Virginia Tech right now. You can see it tonight. I'm sure they are. If you're watching this in the morning or listening to this in the morning, I'm sure they're right in the middle of practice. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of funny how uh, the schedule uh, really timed out with this, KG. But it, it's, a, it's a fun time. Football is here. Yeah, meant to be. We're in August. And I know you were at UNC recently talking with one of our favorites, Mac Brown, who was on the podcast. And that episode is coming out next week. So today... We have Virginia Tech. Last Wednesday, or just a couple days ago, I should say, we had Florida State. Go listen to that one. We appreciate Florida State retweeting that. That one's blown up on YouTube, so go check it out. Next week, we've got North Carolina on Monday, Boston College on Wednesday, Virginia on Friday. And then the week after that, we've got three more. Week after that, Pitt and Clemson, and then we're in to football season. I can't believe we are this close. I'm I'm super pumped. And for the Virginia Tech fans out there who are watching and, and listening to this, we also have a, an interview with Dax Hollifield, your star linebacker, who we'll discuss in this episode, <laughs> on our YouTube channel. Mac, we were, we're over 15,000 views for July. Can we get, Let's go. Can we get 20 for August? I feel like we Come can, on. right? It's football season. Crazy <laughs> things happen. People are tuning in. Yes, we can. It's been, how fun has it been to, to, and delightful has it been uh, for YouTube just to, to keep going and something where, you know, we were like, should we do it? Should we not do it? And we finally decided. Let's tell them the and, truth. Uh, I was the that's one. That's the truth. That's the, the truth. truth was, I was like, Mac, should we do this? Because you're putting yourself out there. What if no one watches? Whatever. And Mac, who is the best partner ever because he has the utmost confidence. He's like, Kelly. It's not going to be a problem. Let's do it. And I'm glad. That's right. The the people want more. The people want more. So it, it's good to see you guys as always. But golly, we're, we're just so close. And and this honestly is my favorite time. I remember a couple days ago, uh, really right when we started this tour and the calendar flips July to boom, mm-hmm. August 1. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, we're so close to tailgating, to being back in stadiums, to being with our friends. Um it's the best time in in the world. It truly is. And I'm super excited for all the fans out there. Super excited for week two to be at Virginia Tech. This is the Virginia Tech episode here. Cannot wait to be back in Blacksburg 
um, with all those fans. They treated us so good last time. Cannot wait to be back there as they face Boston College, which we'll, we'll dive into that, how quickly uh, VT has to get things ramped up. But Lane Stadium, like no other, cannot wait to be back in that environment at night and uh, really get Coach Pry's season rolling really quickly. Speaking of those fans, let's talk to their head coach. Let's talk to Brent Pry, the <laughs> brand new head coach at Virginia Tech, and then we'll break down where we see Virginia Tech going this season. But without further ado, let's get to the new head man in Blacksburg, Brent Pry. Coach, welcome into the podcast. So grateful for your time. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, glad to do it, man. Everybody's getting excited for college football. That's right. We're right here. But listen, man, this is your team now. You're the man. And you've made this transition to the head coach. I remember us talking down at Amelia Island and all the different things that go into it. But just how is that transition being uh, the head guy? I I tell you what, I got a different job than I had for 32 years. (laughs) A lot more... uh, a lot more phone calls and messages come across my desk than used to, but it's all good. You know, I feel fortunate every day to be the head coach of Virginia Tech, and, and we got a special place, and it's a special opportunity for me and my family. But, uh, you know, the welcome's been unbelievable. Everybody's so excited, and uh, we got a ton of work to do, like most folks, but uh, the guys are grinding away. I feel good about the direction we're headed. We just got to keep keep getting it, you know. It's funny you talk about, you know, so many new things that come across your desk. We were talking with Tony Elliott, uh, your new arch rival yesterday, and he <laughs> was talking about that, too. He's like, I got to look at uh, plane manifests and all these different things that I normally didn't have to do as a coordinator. But, Coach, just from an overarching perspective here, this is your program now. What are the core values that you want Virginia Tech to emulate with you at the helm? Yeah, honestly, I, I want us to be relationship based. I want when people talk about our staff and our players that they have positive things to say, you know, that that the relationships are strong and meaningful and genuine. You know, I want us to be a transparent program. I want I want people to understand and our fan base to understand that we're all in this together. You know, we we just can't ask and want and need. We have to give back to our community, to our fan base, to our lettermen, to the high school coaches in the state of Virginia. So I want when they think about our program, I want them to think this is an open arm, transparent. Uh, this is our program. This is our, you know, we're, we're in touch We're we get it. We're in this thing together. Um, you know, that's, you know, big picture. Uh, as far as our football team on the field in Lane Stadium and across this league. You know, the first thing is they have to think about a team that competes, that is, that is, you know, that hates to lose, will do anything to win. We've worked on that through our winter program, spring ball, and now summer. Um, you know, just how much we invest, and the more we do, the the tougher it is to to lose. And uh, you know, that has to happen every day, all you know, three sixty five, not just on Saturdays. So I want them to feel like we've got a competitive football team that battles like crazy. I want people to think about our program, that we're physically and mentally tough, that uh, we embrace adversity and and we hit it head on and work through it and be better for it. So those are the things right now that are most important to me. They're all culture driven. You know what, what we're about. I think that's where it starts and uh, everything else will, 
you know, stem from that. The foundation that you've been able to lay, I know just in these quick months, it has been great. And I'm excited to see that transition, excited to see that growth. And I just have to think, Coach, that with these new rules that the NCAA has instilled and you guys being able to be out there in summer and have that little bit of time, I mean, that has to be instrumental, especially, you know, having this new coaching staff come on. Yeah, it was great. We actually installed our entire offense and defense again in wow. June. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So they got they got a big piece of it in the winter. They obviously got most of it in the spring. And then, uh, you know, we followed up and were able to, to maximize, you know, the time allotted each week and get our schemes in again in June. And then, uh, you know, of course, July, we kind of turned them over to the strength staff. But uh, they were player led even in July they were going through installations and, you know, really hungry to get the system down and make sure we can play clean. Coach, we know some of the big names you return on defense. When you look at Dax and Shamari and those guys, who are some of the players that you feel like have really bought in that have emerged as those leaders that are leading the installations and things of that nature? Yeah, obviously you have to talk about Dax Holyfield, our middle linebacker. Dax has, he's off the chart, you know, with all the intangibles, the leadership quality, yeah, very intelligent football player and a good grasp of the system already. Jamari Connor, uh, what I think is will be one of the better safeties in this league uh, in the back end. And then up front, we've got some veterans in Taiwan Garbett, Norrell Pollard, Mario Kendrick, all those guys, um, you know, have picked things up well and are helping mentor and coach the young guys. So, you know, I think, and then offensively, obviously, what happens at quarterback, whether it's Grant, whether it's Jason, both those guys have been outstanding uh, as far as leadership and doing the extra and getting guys together. And then I'm really impressed with, with Silas Jancy, uh, our left tackle, has had a really good couple of months and excited about him. And then Caleb Smith, the guy that we're taking down to uh, ACC Media Day, wide receiver that, you know, I think he's got a chance to be an impact player for us. He had a very nice spring. He's one of our best workers. Um, so we've got some good things, you know, happening with some guys. That I think, you know, when you, when you say we've got some good players, but we, you know, we just don't have enough. Well, some of that comes from recruiting and some of it comes from development and figuring out, you know, do we have guys in the right place? Are we asking them to do the right things? You know, we moved a couple of guys from safety to outside linebacker that I think can be really good moves for them and for us. Some guys that all of a sudden weren't being talked about and will be. Um, so, you know, still working on that, but the leadership, the maturity, we've got a good group of kids. And um, you know, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very proud of the way they've embraced things, the new systems, the new structure. Uh, they're driving this culture, their body in. I couldn't ask for them, for the guys to be doing any better than what they're doing right now. It's always great, Coach, when, when your best players are also your hardest workers. And I think that just helps get that program, you know, to where you want it, where you envision it, and where those fans and players certainly think it is. I want to stay on the offense just for a second here before we go back to defense. And you bring up the quarterback. And, and in the spring game, both guys, you know, from what we saw, we didn't go to go to see and, and get to see every practice, but had two solid games. And I, and I think you have a couple of really solid options there. Is it your your goal or your vision for – one guy to separate and, and for that be the guy, that's what's going to happen. Or are, are you interested in a two quarterback system until someone eventually pulls away? 
No, I, I want to see one guy separate and be the guy. I think that's important for our football team. Uh, that's just, you know, for me, uh, as a defensive play caller for a bunch of years, um, I just think I, I see the value in that, the leadership. And uh, and I think we'll have, you know, Jason and Grant are both very capable. You know, they've, they've got interesting uh, backdrop to how, you know, the success they've had to this point. Each of them, it's a different path and there's been different experiences. But to me, both of them bring a pretty good catalog of things they've accomplished in their career. And, uh, you know, I think when you think about the quarterback position, you have to think about the backup as well, you know, because it's one play away from that guy's your guy. And so I feel very fortunate right now. You know, whoever's won, uh, we got a pretty good number two as well. And uh, I think over the course of the season, that that can be instrumental. Coach, we know defense is your bread and butter. There's no doubt about that. I, will you be calling plays? How how are you approaching that defensively? Yeah, I'm going to call the defense this fall. Called it uh, most of the scrimmages this spring. You know, that's uh, that's what got me here. You know, mm-hmm. that's a big reason I'm the head coach at Virginia Tech is is what we've been able to do defensively over the years. And uh, I've got a great defensive coordinator. Super young mind, Chris Mars, played for me at Vanderbilt, uh, has coached at Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Florida State. So, you know, we're kind of doing that thing together right now and uh, heading up meetings and installs. And but it's obviously, uh, you know, my plan is to be able to do it and, and sooner than later, you know, turn that play calling over to Chris. Hand him the keys, baby. Hand him That's the keys. Right. That's, That's got to right. be cool. I mean, just to have a guy that I'm sure was a great player for you, was a hard worker, and then to have him kind of drag along, that's that's really neat that, that you've been able to do that and, and keep that kind of going. And I'm sure it's it's really fun to see. Coach, before we get you out of here, I just want to know personally, you know, from, from your mindset, you know, what does a successful year one look like as a head coach? Yeah, I think it goes back to what I want people to think about the program, right? I think KG's question, I, I want people to see a team as competitive as hell, man. It battles each and every week, whatever the situation. I've never been a guy to look look at the schedule and think about wins and losses and what do we need to do. You know, it, it's hard for me to think about camp. I'm still thinking about what what do we got to get done these last couple of weeks of summer. And uh, you know, that's just that's how we've always done it. That's how you know James and you know for years and years from Vanderbilt to Penn State. And you know, I, I want us to be competitive. I want us to be tough. You know, I want us to 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 be multiple on offense. I want us to be aggressive on defense. I want us to make some plays in the kicking game. Um, you know, that in a nutshell is what I want to see. Um, you know, when people come in that stadium, I want them to leave with a good taster in their mouth. You know, win or loss, I want them to say, man, this, this is a good football team. They're only going to get better. I love it, man. Thank you so much for your time, Coach. Great yeah, talking with you. I appreciate you guys. Now, yeah, you guys man. coming down to Charlotte? or what y'all? Yeah, we'll, we'll see you there. there. We'll be there. We'll see you there. Man, that, that was fun talking with Coach. And how just awesome is it, KG, to talk with all of these coaches, to get their insight, their thoughts, their opinion, just on their team and where they are, and especially these new coaches. We have four in the ACC, and, and just to hear directly from them 
a lot of, a lot of fun and, and to hear about their culture and the things they're doing and how, you know, some are, are kind of just drinking from this fire hose and some, you know, that they're kind of sticking to the football side of it. Coach Pry being one of those, he's calling the plays. Love that conversation. Big shout out to Carter Brown, SID right now, getting us that interview, making it happen. Um, Cause that, that was a great conversation, KG. Definitely shout out Carter. He's, he's one of our favorites and, you know, Brent Pry just talking with him, First of all, you can tell he's a defensive guy, I think, from the jump, <laughs> just his attitude and all that. But he also sounds like Virginia Tech. You know, I think he fits a little more than Fuente may have fit overall. <laughs> you know, it's funny And he you embraces say that. kind of that needing to to rally the troops, rally the fan base, that kind of thing. That, that Those were exactly my thoughts. You know, we were talking about on this road tour, we just we just sit around and talk about football. There's nothing else to do. So that's all we do on in our downtime. And we were talking about Virginia Tech, and I said – Guys, he just fits so well. I mean, he is Virginia Tech. When I think of who should be leading that regime, he's got that Bud Foster background. He kind of has that Beamer ball swag, lunch pail, just get back to football, gritty. And uh, like you said, just just the last coaching staff, I didn't really necessarily feel that from the the head coach. I always felt like it was a little out of place. Coach Pride just, man, he just seems like Tech. And and so I I hope that that – you know, gets to the football field. I hope that means wins. I hope that we see that in their style of play and, and get more consistency. But I'm right there with you, KG. I, I think this fit uh, is a match made in heaven. It is. Now let's talk about last season just for a sec to set up this season. Virginia Tech finished 6-7 and seven last year. They beat Virginia to get to a bowl game because, of course, they did. That's what they do. But, of course, in the bowl game, and there were issues because Brent Pry couldn't coach yet. Fuente was coaching his last game, et cetera. Or, actually, it was Price who coached that game. Yeah. Uh, they got they got destroyed 54-10 to 10 by Maryland, and that game's on national TV. It was, it was an embarrassing loss for Virginia Tech, especially when you have a defensive guy taking over. I feel like this team is going to be more defensive-minded than it has been in the last couple of years, Mac. But let's start with the offense. O.C. Tyler Bowen, but maybe more importantly, and something I know you want to dive into, Brent Pry went out and got Joe Randolph, the O-line coach at Wisconsin, to come there to Virginia Tech. To me, the biggest question with Tech on both sides of the ball is the lines of scrimmage. So let's start there, Mac, on the offensive side. How big was that hire in your mind? Come on. You know how to get me excited talking about football. Let's go. Joe Joe Randolph, I mean, my goodness, to, to be able to steal him away from Wisconsin. How, how massive is that and the pedigree that he has and, and folks that will certainly want to play for him and be developed by him. And, and so I yeah. think that that's going to be a great thing. Hopefully you keep him as long as you can. Um, and then just in the meantime, you know, what what can he do with what's on the roster? And, and I think it's going to be led by big Silas Danzi, a, a guy that, man, ha- has just really blossomed when he can, you know, obviously they've had some great left tackles and have had some guys in front of him. But when he has gotten playing time and when he has gone in there, he's looked exceptional. Think he can take a big step. Johnny Jordan is a guy, Caden Moore. So there, there's a couple of pieces that I think you can really build upon. And then the, the two or three others, depending on who plays and who doesn't right away, you know, can, can fill in and really rise up and, and play with those guys. So I don't think there's any question that the when you're establishing culture, when you're establishing your team, I don't want to say the easiest, but the place that you can make noise the quickest is both lines of scrimmage. You have to have that hard-nosed edge. This is what we're going to do. This is who we're going to be on offense and defense. And historically, especially since this network has been around, 
the Virginia Tech has had a good offensive line. Now, that hasn't always necessarily equated to a great offense, but they've been able to run the football. They've been able to protect. And, and now, okay, can we build some pieces around that? That'll be the biggest thing. I mean, when I'm looking at this roster and, and just who can step up, who who is going to be the guy, uh, number one, throwing the ball? I, I think that, you know, some people have kind of – it's interesting when you ask them, everybody starts with Grant Wells. Mm-hmm. And so I think that he's going to be the guy and, and whether they did that on purpose or not. Um, but then just who's going to be helping him? Who's going to be catching the ball? Uh, I'd have to think that Malachi Thomas is going to be the guy at running back who is exceptional player there and just who can fill in behind him. But overall, the, the talent, the skill players need to be a lot more reflective of the talent that is in the 757 area, the Virginia area, the North Carolina area. Um, and, and that is certainly, I know what this staff is going to be very intentional about getting those guys in there. Right. It's just a matter of time. And this is still year one. I think this is going to feel very much like a rebuilding year for Virginia Tech. Now, the good news for Tech fans is the schedule is very manageable. We'll get to that because I still think a bowl game is possible in this rebuilding year. It did um, make me pause for a little bit that they brought in Jason Brown, who's probably great. It's Grant Wells' job at this time. But you bring in a guy like Jason Brown who really couldn't get on the field at South Carolina, yeah. and and now you're bringing him in. So the quarterback position is a huge question mark for Virginia Tech. Can this offense just be a little better? They were near the very bottom of the ACC in scoring offense and passing yards, all that. I think they want to run first, and I, I, I understand that, bringing in Joe Randolph using that line. But can there be a little more creativity, Mac? And I, I really don't know if we will know that until week one where they go on the road to Old Dominion, which just seems like a not a great uh, decision to start that way. I, I don't like seeing it. I don't like when schools like it. do that. It, it's very weird. But, yeah, at least, you know, at least you get a chance. But then – like I said earlier, it, it you get started in a hurry. Boston College is coming to town. Mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, Phil Dracovic, Patrick Garwo, uh, the third, they're coming to town. And uh, you got to be ready. So the first home game, that's honestly, for, for selfish reasons, KG, I am very excited that they are going to Old Dominion because our game is going to be the first game. If you remember yeah, the first the game a year ago, it was nuts. And I, I think that's going to be absolutely the same can't wait to see that environment and, and a massive test uh, that that really could get you know the the prior era off to a great start. For sure, and we know Virginia Tech fans; they always bring it, and <laughs> they're going to support this team no matter what. I, I do think that there are reasonable expectations for this year, but this defense it was it was solid last year. Mm-hmm. I think it underwhelmed in some ways yeah. compared to what we expected from it, Mac. But you're bringing in Brent Pry. He's been with James Franklin forever. He's had top 25 defenses and yards per play allowed for like eight straight years. Defense is his bread and butter. And you bring back Dax Holyfield, who is, you know, very much a Mikel Jones there, a quarterback of this defense, the heart and soul of the defense. I feel that's good news for Virginia Tech. My other main question for Virginia Tech is similar to the offense is the line scrimmage. They didn't have a single guy last year with over three and a half sacks. Can they get after the the passer, that's the big question for Tech. But they are solid in the back seven. Is that the way you see it, Mac? It, it really is. And, and just some younger guys, some guys that need to step up, some some guys that – I say younger, just maybe better word is less experienced guys yeah. uh, that, that just need to rise up and, and really be able to take a step and, and to be factors, not just, you know, people taking up space. I mean, let's go make plays on the defensive line. And I know Coach Price, I know Coach Pry. I uh, will certainly be emphasizing that, but I have to think 
that linebacker safety nickel Sam kind of group is is going to be the strength of this team and and as you said a million times it's led by big Dax there he's inside I think that that was something that early in his career he wasn't there and I think that you know we saw performance wise maybe not as good as he could have been now that he's back inside and, and has been there for a year I think he can really take some good steps now he's having to learn a new defense but a guy like that who's so dedicated I know he's in the film room each and every day, uh, he, he's going to be ready for that challenge. And then I'm looking at the other linebackers in Tisdale. I'm looking at Shamari Connor. I'm looking at Nazir Peoples at the two safety positions there. That group of five, if you will, you know, should be a force and should be able to really just make some noise for this team. And we know how strong the lineage is at cornerback. So I've got to think that there's enough on the team that somebody can step up. And it might not be you know, someone necessarily that, that we know of right now, but my midseason, maybe even game one lined up against Zay Flowers, uh, I expect somebody to mer- emerge there defensively and, and really be a key uh, focal point for this defense. Yeah, they're, they're going to need it. I'm excited to see this Brent Pry defense. Let's talk schedule and win total here, Mac. Six and a half is the win total per Vegas. So if you just say Virginia Tech's going to make a bowl game, that's kind of what Vegas is saying. They're going to go six and six. Now, if you feel good about seven, that's where I think this could actually be a really solid first year for Brent Pry. I think making a bowl game would be a, a win, regardless mm-hmm. of the way you look at it because of the lack of consistency at quarterback and the fact that you just don't know what you're doing there. But <laughs> seven and five would be big. What concerns me, Mac, is October. Their October is spooky at North Carolina, at Pittsburgh, Miami, by week at NC State Thursday night, you got to win. I mean, bare <laughs> minimum one of those, I guess. Yeah. To and, feel good. Right. And right before that, I mean, West Virginia, we know how important yeah, that game yeah. is at the end of September there, the Black Diamond rivalry. So it, it's a tough stretch. It really is. And and I, you kind of ease into it. Not really. I mean, Old Dominion, like I said, then Boston College, then Walford, and then it gets real in a hurry. So at least there's kind of a three-game stretch where you get to figure out who your guys are going to be. Maybe you get a little bit more comfortable at the quarterback position, although you're going against a Boston College defense that is stingy and not going to let you throw the football. So th- this this schedule, certainly on the back end, a little bit easier. So if you can yeah. just get you know to, to November, you feel okay. Get to November, be healthy, maybe make a big run there. But I certainly think the goal for this first season – should be postseason, should be bowl game, and, and getting mm-hmm. back to that and establishing a culture of winning and expectation and and certainly not going to be the easiest thing. You're facing some really good quarterbacks, three in a row. Pittsburgh, I think Slovis is going to be the guy, Tyler Van Dyke, and then, of course, Devin Leary um, in, in back to back to back. And, and so going to be a big test. Virginia at the end. Until proven otherwise, that's just they just beat them. That's just what they, they do, even though this Virginia team should be unbelievable. Um, so it, it's tough to say uh, more than six. So I, I guess I'm going to be you know kind of right un- there and, and say under because I think it's going to be right at six. By the way, Mac, I think you meant that's the Virginia team has an unbelievable offense. Offense. That's what you offense. meant, right? I okay, <laughs> yeah, just clarifying because you know on a Virginia Tech episode, the Hokies are going to come for us. <laughs> I hear you on that, Mac. I I think it's really hard to guarantee seven wins here because of that October. And because you have some games that, yeah, they probably should beat West Virginia at home. They should win at Old Dominion. 
They should win at Liberty. But, you know, these are games that are not necessarily guarantees. And so that's what concerns me about this schedule. I think overall, the names don't blow you away because you're not playing Clemson. You're not playing Florida State. But you still have some very difficult games on the schedule. So I, I would lean under. But a bowl game, I still think would be a great first year under Brent Pry. It's a good way to get things kicked off. It's the best way you can do it, to be honest, obviously, is winning. But just to see effort and just to see excitement, passion. Yeah, there, there, I, just, I just think of so many times in the last couple of years when I'm watching a press conference or I'm watching a game and just don't feel the inspiration from the staff and then sometimes that trickling down to the players. So you can control that. It takes no talent to have passion and give great effort. And and I think that that's what this staff is going to be preaching from day one. Uh, again, tonight, tune in, 7 p.m., ACC Network. They're going to give you all the secrets. Can't wait to watch that. Um, but excited to continue our deal here. It's Friday. Monday's a coming. And we start another great week, KG, of these episodes, breaking down, previewing, talking with coaches We'll get after it uh, starting Monday. Back again, guys. So thanks for tuning in. Another great episode of Gramlich and McLane. If you don't have SiriusXM, I don't know what to tell you. As KG likes to make fun of me, you need to call them. You need to figure it out. Get it in your car. And if you can't get it on your car. Send them a letter. Send them a letter. You can have it on your phone. And you can listen to us all the time. But if you don't want to do that, go over to YouTube. Go over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you got to do. Subscribe, rate, review, talk to us. It's always fun to hear from you guys. But until next time, we'll see y'all.